Good morning. It's good to see everybody. Thank you, Jeff and the team, for some wonderful moments of praise. And uh, thank everybody for being here, whether you're here uh, physically or digitally. It's great to, to be together to praise God this morning, especially here at uh, Johnson Street. Today is what we call Blessed to be a Blessing. We have been for weeks, I guess Janet for months, right, <laughs> getting ready for this day. Uh, what this is, uh, several families, actually we've got over 250 families throughout San Angelo, plus all the residents at Christian Village that are going to receive today bags and boxes of blessings, uh, food, produce, uh, and uh, non-perishable items. Uh, as the holidays approach, we hope this is going to bless them. And I found out this week, this has been going on for like 35 or 40 years and so I, I just want to commend Johnson Street for doing that. And I, I want to thank everybody that's been involved in this. I know uh, Janet and Laurie Branham have been uh, heavily involved in this. Mark Bell yesterday driving a truck around. David and Maria for fixing the food. All the volunteers that came out yesterday to help bag and box everything. And also you that have brought uh, boxes and you that are going to deliver. I was... Uh, threatened this morning that I had to remember that as we're here this morning we still need people to deliver boxes okay Jesus delivered us so we're going to deliver boxes today okay if you haven't signed up uh, who, who should we talk to, to to sign up to deliver we I think just go over to the gym yeah I think Laurie is over there Laurie Branham go talk to her about about this so blessed to be a blessing. Scott told me uh, some time ago that I was going to be speaking today. And th this title is, I mean, it lends itself to so many things about, uh, uh, about the life that we have in Jesus Christ. Before we get into the word, let's, uh, let's bow our heads and pray. Father, this is a special moment. We are here this morning in your presence together as your sons and daughters to praise you, to honor you, to be encouraged, to encourage one another. And I pray, Lord, that this day uh, we can uh, bless the lives of so many that are not here in this moment of worship, but not just today, Father, forever, because that is who you are and that is who you have called us to be. Uh, bless this time with your word, help it to penetrate into our minds and hearts, and then to flow from us as we go out into this world, Father. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. I'm sorry, I planned on keeping this thing on, but I can't breathe. <laughs> so I'm going to have to take it, take it off and see if I can get my microphone back on right. I was told after I preached the first time here, I had it on upside down, and nobody had the courage to come and tell me that it was upside down. So I hope I have better friends as we move along, as I'm here longer. Uh, uh, if you want to accompany me in the scripture, we're going to go from Genesis all the way to 1 Peter very briefly. But if you want to just listen, uh, starting in Acts, you, you probably remember Paul, uh, in his words to the elders in Ephesus, the elders from Ephesus, as he's on his way to Rome, uh, where he knows some not so good things wait, but some good things because he's going to be working in the kingdom. And so he reminds them that Jesus said some very special words. It is more blessed to give than to receive. And a man who knows a whole lot more Greek than I do one time told me, uh, Neil Lightfoot said, it, it might be better to translate that phrase, it's blessed to give rather than to receive. Now, that kind of makes it even a little more poignant that blessing is not in receiving, but it's giving. 
And this is not just something like today, we're going to take these boxes and bags and bless people's lives. Blessings to others are not just things that we do. Blessing is really, it's who we are. It's in our DNA. So we're going to start in Genesis from the very beginning. Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created a male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth, subdue it, rule over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and over every living creature that moves on the ground. And so God creates man and woman, and he blesses them and tells them, I'm blessing you so that you can be a blessing to this earth. I have created everything around you. I created you, and I have given you this task. I have blessed you so that you will bless the earth. And we go just a few chapters later, Genesis chapter 12. God has called a man named Abraham. And Abraham is going to have a son after a long, long time, uh, waiting on God to fulfill his promises. And, but before he has that son... A long time before, God calls Abraham. When he calls him, in Genesis chapter 12, we read these words. The Lord had said to Abram, Leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you I will curse, and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. God calls Abraham, blesses him, tells him he's going to bless him even more, and he's going to make Abraham a blessing to all the nations of the earth. So Abraham is not just going to do blessing, he is going to be a blessing. And so once again, I see we are not just called to do things that bless others, we are to understand our lives as being blessing it's our dna uh, later in isaiah chapter 42 god through the prophet tells israel i know you've gone through some bad times and i've done this but it's your fault but i'm not finished with you yet i'm still going to bless you but you know what the blessings the tremendous blessings i'm going to give you they're not just for you they're for others and he says in, in uh, Isaiah chapter 42, beginning in verse 5, the word of the Lord says, He who created the heavens and stretched them out. Remember, he's going back to the creation. He's remembering the very beginning and who we're called to be as human beings. He created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth and all that comes out of it, who gives breath to its people and life to those who walk on it. I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness. I will take hold of your hand. I will keep you. I will make you to be a covenant for the people and a light to the Gentiles. To open the eyes that are blind. To free captives from prison. To release from the dungeon those who sit in darkness. And so now, God is calling his people, look, I'm going to take you back home I'm going to reestablish you as a nation. I'm going to give you all of these blessings again. But these are not just for you. Israel's mission in this world was always not just about them, but about the entire world, about all peoples, about all nations. 
And so God is saying, look, remember who you are. You're my people. And you're my people for a reason. I loved you. And now you're supposed to do the same thing. As we get to the New Testament, and Jesus in John chapter 17 has some very appropriate words for us to remember this morning. He's celebrated with his disciples the the Passover. Uh, They've had their meal together. And Jesus is praying over them. And he's praying about these 12 men, 11 at this point, and about all of those who would come to believe in him. And so when he gets to this part, he's praying for all those who will believe in him. He says, my prayer is not for them alone, for 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 the apostles. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me that they may be one as we are one. I and them and you and me. May they be brought to complete unity to let the world know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. So there's so much here to talk about that we could emphasize on the the blessing of unity, the blessing of oneness with the Father, with the Son, with the Spirit, among us. But the blessings of unity are not just for us. The blessings of being family, of being sisters and brothers, of being one in Christ are not just for us. They're for us to show the world that there's something special going on. And that this unity is not of our making, it's of God's making. God does this. And he does this because of the sacrifice of Jesus and the unity that the Spirit has made between us. And one final text this morning in 1 Peter chapter 2. The apostle says this to to his audience. He says, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God that, or so that, you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. So you look through, and and there are dozens, possibly hundreds, I haven't counted, but there are so many texts in here that we could choose from where God is instructing and then later reminding his people, I have blessed you tremendously, but I, I don't think there's a blessing. This is, this is me, David chapter 32, verse 28. I don't think there's a blessing that God gives us that is just for us. It is to be a blessing. And the challenge, I think, is for us to understand that there, I don't think there's a situation that we're, that we, in which we find ourselves that we can't be a blessing. And I, I want to challenge you today that as we take the boxes and the bags of produce and, and give them to these families and bless them, I want you at some point today to take a few minutes and to sit down and just kind of do like Miss Elizabeth told us. <laughs> not just to count your blessings but look at where you are in your life right now there may some be there may be some things that you don't particularly consider blessings 
some things that are hurting, some, some things that are weighing you down, some things that are just, just not good. They, they've taken you out of your happy place. And think, how can I use this to help someone else? Maybe you're going through something right now that tomorrow or the day after or next week, God can use to help someone who's going through the same kind of situation. And then think about the situations of maybe your closest friends, some family members, a colleague at work. This is a rough time that we're going through. I don't need to tell everybody. I don't need to go into details. This is an anxious time, a fearful time, a dark time, a chaotic time. And, and we, we, we can't sugarcoat that. What we can do is ask God to help us to be a blessing in this time to our neighbors and to our friends and to our families and to our acquaintances, to our, whoever we come in contact with. And so I want to challenge us today that wherever we find ourselves, that this is our prayer. When something feels really good and God has given us something that just, we're floating on cloud nine. Okay, what am I supposed to do with this to help somebody else? And when you're in that dark valley, God, I know you're with me. Who can I be with right now to bless as well? And finally, ask God to give you joy as you bless others. A lot of times we give and it's just, you know, it, it, for most of us it's probably not a big thing to give a box or two boxes. Maybe you gave ten boxes. It's probably not that big a deal. It's a big deal to the folks who are going to get it, I think. But sometimes being a blessing to somebody else is hard. Sometimes it requires a lot of sacrifice. Sometimes it requires vulnerability. Sometimes it requires us to, to go where we might not would want to go if Jesus weren't with us. And so I want to just challenge us today to constantly remember who we are and whose we are and what we are called to. My salvation has been given to me as a gift by God, but it's not just for me. It's for everyone. It's for everyone that I come into contact with. Remember, Peter reminds his readers that they were called to be a royal priesthood, to be a, a holy nation, not just for their own benefit, but so that the rest of the world also could know that truth and what he's going to talk about in the rest of his letter, be a part of that. We sing a song, Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. You probably know that's from a, a prayer of a man called St. Francis. There's a second part of that prayer. I don't, think it's in the, I don't think it's in the song, but it goes like this. O divine master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned. And it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. And you know who did that first? Jesus. 
That's always the answer, right? Jesus did that. And he calls us to do that, to have that same kind of life. We're going to sing a song now, a song of encouragement, a song that reminds us who we are and whose we are and what we're all about. Uh, some of our ministers and, and our shepherds are going to be scattered around. If you need to go talk to them, say, look, I've, I've kept blessings for myself. Pray for me. Help, help me to, 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 ha to have joy in blessing others and to fulfill my mission as God's chosen person. Let's stand and sing.